Produced by women about women, Powerful Women Let's Talk is a series of interviews with women who are trailblazers and have helped shape our world, transforming who we are and how we live. Hello, everyone. It's time for Powerful Women Let's Talk. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jennifer Moss, and it's a pleasure to bring you today's powerful woman, Alita Kelly. After getting her Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Michigan in Environmental Science and Sustainable Business, she shortly thereafter launched the Southeast Market in October of 2020 here in Grand Rapids. Southeast Market is a sustainable, equitable, people-powered grocery store that sources first from BIPOC, which is Black, Indigenous, and people of color, and women-led businesses and farms. She also sits as the chair for the City of Grand Rapids Urban Agriculture Committee, where she advocates for policy reform to encourage food sovereignty in the area. Now, that's a lot of powerful stuff going on, so I'm so glad to welcome you, Alita, to Powerful Women. Let's talk. Thank you. So a bit more about you. Just before we begin our conversation, she's also a recipient of the Grand Rapids Business Journal's 2021 40 Under 40 Award. She also helped to co-found the West Michigan Farmers of Color Land Fund, and she's the director and founder of the MLK Freedom School in Grand Rapids, making quite the impact in Grand Rapids and beyond. Again, we welcome you, Alita. And so again, thank you for joining us on Powerful Women. Let's talk. So we're going to talk. Let's start with why you co-founded the Southeast Market. Did you see a need in our community that would really be answered by such a market? Absolutely. So I spent a lot of time in my younger years in the Southeast side, and that's where both of my parents met and where a lot of my family still lives today. And my mother's family specifically dealt with a lot of dietary related illness diabetes heart disease and as i got older and started learning more about the connection between food access to healthy food and walkable neighborhoods and these diseases i made the connection and saw that you know they didn't have the access that they needed to live vibrant full lives and as i found myself as a homeowner in that same space i didn't have that access either and so i wanted to do something about it and so food equity important in your eyes especially in neighborhoods like the 49507 uh, zip code area as well as beyond that absolutely so it's a human right everyone deserves to have access to healthy food and even though we we know these things and we've known that certain areas don't have access to healthy food no one was doing anything about it and so i was compelled to start this market so once i finished at, at u of m one of my last projects was um, to come up with this concept of a sustainable and equitable grocery store something that i had been thinking about for years prior but with the support of my U of M professors and the university, I was able to put some more teeth to the idea. And so um, once I graduated, I decided to uh, take a bet on my community and see if they would support this project. And so I founded Southeast Market, and then um, a few months later, I met my business partner, Kara DeWitt, and I invited her into partnership because she was so passionate about it and had other skill sets that I didn't have as mm -hmm. she came with an accounting practice. 
And the Southeast Market was born. Now tell us what you provide there. What's available for people in the community at the Southeast Market? Yes, so we have a lot of whole foods, which are fruits, vegetables, whole grains, meat, dairy, bread, eggs, um, some some staples like tomato sauce and peanut butter jelly, things of that nature. Um, but what's different about what we're what we're providing is we're sourcing first from our priority vendors. And I try to get away from that the term minority. Mm-hmm. and and so we use priority to talk about the black, indigenous, uh, Latino uh, farms that we, mm-hmm. we we work with. And so, all of our produce, um, as you know, the the cost of food is just it keeps ticking up, up, up. Uh, what we've been able to do is provide all of our produce and our meat at cost to all customers through our Pay It Forward program, and so that is a community pot of funds that everybody is invited to uh, to donate to to pitch back into. But we use those funds to provide all of our food at cost all of our produce and meat at cost. So people can contribute to this fund if they like to, and it's like you said, pay it forward. So mm-hmm. therefore, especially those who might not be in a position to you know, meet the rising cost of food products, they're able to be helped through this program. Well, everyone that purchases produce and meat mm-hmm. at our store benefits from Pay It Forward. So everyone benefits and then we are... And everyone can give. And everyone can give. But of course, we don't expect everyone Mm -hmm. to give because not everyone has means. But we're really putting it, um, the responsibility back into our community's hands. If you have the means, then throw back to the pot. Absolutely. And so you established the Southeast Market and you work to help children of color connect to opportunities in urban agriculture and healthy living. You've made it under the 40 under 40 list for the Business Journal. Quite an accomplished career at such a young age. Are you enjoying the journey? I am. It's so fun to come up with these ideas and to see them come into fruition after hard work. So I'm really enjoying this space right now. Tell me what you do with our youth, because there's a a couple of pockets that you really serve the youth in our community. Absolutely. So even before Southeast Market got started, um, the MLK Freedom School was born. And that was, that really came out of um, my COVID garden journey that a lot of us had. And I, I have a very public, visible yard. And so I was doing all this stuff. I was tilling up my my grass and the kids are like, Miss Alita, what are you doing in in your yard? Can I help? Mm -hmm. And so as we strengthened our bond as neighbors, me and these children, and I saw how they came to life and were so inspired by getting their hands dirty, which I feel that way too, I started coming up with this concept of Freedom School, which is to encourage and give children the opportunity to experience urban agriculture and all that it brings, the mindfulness journey that it brings, the increased likelihood that these children will try different types of vegetables because they have an intimate journey with growing it. And so that's evolved from my neighborhood uh, children growing in my yard to this, this program. It sounds like it provides a bit of joy as well. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. one of the key concepts of Freedom School is um, rest as resistance and play and joy as a form of just valid way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. And so in doing all this hard work, especially in our uh, capitalist society, sometimes the productivity, the 
the we feel pressure to be so productive all the time Mm -hmm. and so just encouraging children to play and and rest and not just children but it encourages me it helps me Mm -hmm. to to rest and, and play and all of the different elders in our program too this program is just as beneficial for the adults that that are assisting us um, and we call them elders and the children are students and so it's been just a really beautiful journey and if you speak with any of our, our kids and any of our elders they'll be able to tell you how transformative it is for them even in the small amount of time that we have freedom school over the summer that is awesome and wonderful there so as we talk about powerful women have there been any barriers that you perhaps have faced you know as you travel along your career's path and the things that you're doing oh absolutely well as a mother there's so many other things that are on my plate you know while i'm carrying out all of this work and so making time and really centering my children is some it has been a process because i'm I'm pulled so many directions, but when I come back to my what my soul encourages me to do, it's always to center my children and make sure that that they're first and that the work sort of surrounds my home life. Make sure uh, they're in the center of it exactly, all of that. and and including them. So you'll mm-hmm. often see uh, my daughters with me when I'm carrying out this work, and I'm watching how it's it's uh, shaping them into powerful young women. And so that's been really beautiful. Gave me my next show, powerful young women, (laughs) like our little women. Um, So for our listeners and and viewers, you know, what has it taken for you, because you have a voice in our community, what has it taken for you to become comfortable in your own skin, kind of, you know, be comfortable with your voice? Because along the journey, you know, as you mentioned, you, you encounter the obstacles, we talk about that. But to be comfortable, to be able to speak out and to speak your truth, how have you gotten to that point? Oh, deep. Yes. <laughs> it's deep. been a journey. Yeah. And I'm kind of going back into your last question, too, the obstacles. Not everybody is going to understand um, the work that you do. Not everyone's mm-hmm. going to like the moves that you make. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get into this space where I feel comfortable in myself and confident in my direction, sometimes it looks like making people upset Mm -hmm. and just being okay with that and that um, part of this journey especially with how public a lot of my work is means that there's going to be people that are uh, very vocal about their disagreements with how I'm moving and centering communities of color and so that's been an obstacle but staying steadfast in my values and just making sure that I, I take time to reflect and feel um, connected with who I am and taking time to develop that, whether it be you know taking a day at the beach so I can sit with my thoughts and mm-hmm. meditate and cook for myself. And all of those things help me to be the confident woman that I am. Uh, so then I know I'm rooted in just the reality of who I want to be too. So. Yeah. And that journey can take a minute to get there, too, because, still again, you, you're still on it, and, <laughs> and you're always getting things thrown at you as well. And so how you respond to that, that kind of helps in the journey and, and formulating getting more comfortable in your skin because then you're going to stand firm in your answers to the whatever's thrown at you. Right, kind of with thing. grace. With grace, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I know you work with a lot of people as we were talking um, across many paths. What kind of leadership traits do you like to see in people, especially maybe those that are on the journey with you that you mentor or, or people along those lines, the kids? Sure. Um, leadership traits that I really appreciate is curiosity. So coming from a place of curiosity instead of I know, mm-hmm. you know what this is. And also respecting your elders. I think that's a huge piece of uh, leadership is understanding who came before us, turning back and listening and really listening and then taking that wisdom and applying it to the society that we live in today. Absolutely. So as you deal with a lot of the day-to-day pressures and, and getting it all done, you have two daughters mm-hmm. um, that you're modeling and, and showing, you know, setting that example for. How do you get it all done, though? You know, creating that work-life balance. I know you said you take them with you a lot, but there's still a process in making sure you have that balance as a mom, as a working mom. Absolutely. It means being careful with my yeses. Uh, so as I have taken on more work that really fulfills my my spirit, Um, That means saying no to other things that I would have in my 20s. And it's okay because at the end of the day, I feel feel good about what I said no to and what I said yes to. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And also, um, before I did all this work, I was more of a neat freak. And so my house was like really tidy. But sometimes it looks like, you know, that laundry has like to stay Like you have there. kids. <laughs> looks like you have kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. My home really looks like I, we live and, and use our home. So just um, settling into the reality that you can't do everything and calling for help when, when you need to. And again, being very careful about what I say yes to. It took me a long time to learn that it was okay to say no mm-hmm. when somebody asked you to do something. You right. know, it's like, it takes a while, but once you get it, <laughs> once you figure it out, it gets a little easier. So tell me some of the ways you relax with your family and friends. Absolutely. So um, gardening is definitely one, um, growing food together, uh, cooking together, camping. Um, kayaking, biking, traveling is my love. I love exploring. I'm an explorer. Mm-hmm. And um, something that not a lot of people know, but I really enjoy um, observing insects. Which, really? <laughs> which is easy to do when you're gardening, but it's also because I have just this affinity for the color and the shapes that they Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. and how they move and I just feel like I get to play with nature when when I'm observing things like butterflies or ladybugs or caterpillars and they can be quite beautiful too they are beautiful to look at so so much is happening in this world as we know that we live in today and and people are often very often looking for that, just that little word of encouragement. Do you have any favorite quotes or thoughts or, you know, anything that you use as a model to help yourself or others? Absolutely. Earlier I was talking about the pace of our capitalist society and it can be so draining. And so my uh, word of encouragement and what I uh, hold to, to keep myself uh, leveled and experience ultimate joy is to not let other people's sense of urgency be your sense of urgency. 
Um, so to understand what's truly urgent for you and to live in that and not let people pressure you to have the anxiety and stress that they might push on you. Mm-hmm. Good word there. Yeah. Alita Kelly, I really enjoyed this conversation and this thank opportunity you. to chat with you. We appreciate you being here with us. And of course, we thank all of you for joining us for another edition of Powerful Women Let's Talk. I'm Jennifer Moss. Do enjoy your day. We'll see you next time. Produced by women, about women. These powerful podcasts focus on powerful women and how their strength transforms who we are and how we live. Want to hear more powerful women Let's Talk? Get additional interviews at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. Powerful Women Let's Talk is produced by WGVU at the Meyer Public Broadcast Center at Grand Valley State University. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU, its underwriters, or Grand Valley State University.